You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. I spoke with Robert Bartolomeu. He is a sociologist specialized in social panics, and he predicted already after the first shooting down of a Chinese spy balloon, there will be a wave of UFO sightings in the US. And we spoke about the history and psychology of such UFO scares and outbreaks of UFO sightings. What's the old saying? Speak of the devil, and he is bound to appear. And that's what you're seeing here. Um, now people are scrutinizing the skies for evidence of balloons, and they're seeing them. And I have predicted that um, after the first shoot-down of the first balloon, I predicted in my Psychology Today column that you'd see a wave of these things, and that's exactly what's happened, and it's going to even pick up more. Oh, well, why did you predict that? Why did you think Well, that? because there's a long history of uh, balloon um, and aircraft scares where people see unidentified flying objects. And it's always the same pattern. There is an initial sensational report in the media or social media, and then people start scrutinizing the skies for evidence of this object. And ordinarily, you don't stare at the nighttime sky or the daytime sky. And um, this is a recipe for seeing things that aren't there. Like, there will be a rash of sightings now where people at night misperceive lights in the sky, lights in the night, for Chinese spy balloons and other spy balloons um, because of the autokinetic effect. If you start staring at stars for a few minutes, it'll appear to move. Uh, and you also get a scintillation effect where it can uh, change colors. But ordinarily, you don't see that because you don't stare that long at it. But now, because of the news reports, people are now staring long periods at the sky, looking for evidence of some type of nefarious foreign object put up there by the Chinese or other governments, and you'll start seeing it. And the same thing, look, if if somebody said that there is a monster in Lake Wanaka on the South Island, people start staring at the lake and start seeing things that um, have always been there and redefining them in light of the new label. And that's what these scares do. They get people to start over-scrutinizing their environment for evidence of this nefarious object, and then you start seeing it. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy what's the mm. old shakespeare saying or in the night imagining some fear how easy is a bush supposed a bear also it made me think about the book the psychiatrist jung wrote flying saucers a modern myth of things seen in the sky yep he also said it's not about the reality or unreality of those ufos it's not whether they're real or imagined it's a kind of modern myth Do you agree with that? Sure. Perceptual psychology is very fallible and subject to error. The human mind does not take in information like a video cassette recorder. It interprets information. So people are very prone to misperceiving objects in their environment. What's the psychology of that? Is it like how also conspiracy theories work, that we see patterns that are not there? Um, is it more anxiety or a combination of that? Well, look, human beings are renowned for seeing things that aren't there, hearing things that aren't there, 
and believing in things that never were. Um, it's because humans are meaning-oriented creatures. We seek meaning where there is none. Hence, the face on Mars, which wasn't a face. Or Maria Rubio, who in 1977 in Port Arthur, New Mexico, was cooking a tortilla on a skillet and thought she saw the face of Jesus. And then tens of thousands of people flocked to her home every year for decades to see the miracle tortilla. So there's a tendency to see things that uh, we we expect to see. Now, there are objects out there, and there are balloons out there, but uh, what I predict is there'll be a lot of nighttime sightings, and they'll assume that these balloons have lights on them when actually people will be seeing stars and planets. In New Zealand, in 1909, there was the Zeppelin scare. There were thousands of sightings of German Zeppelins over New Zealand. And it happened after there was a rumor that Germany was going to attack a vulnerable British outpost first, namely New Zealand, and people started redefining aerial astronomical objects as being Zeppelins. Um, about 88%, I think, at the time of known astronomical objects correlated with the sightings. Mm, yeah. And there's a parallel there because it was the fear of the Germans. Now it's the fear of the Chinese. I think the UFO sightings occur often in the United States. So what does that say about the United States society? Well, it's a barometer. It's a reflection. It's a Rorschach inkblot test of what's going on at any given time. And people look up in the ambiguous sky and they see what they expect to see and what they want to see. And that's why I predict that this would trigger a wave of sightings that aren't even balloons. They'll just be clouds or just a variety of phenomena, particularly astronomical phenomena, uh, within a new frame of reference. And that frame of reference is created by media and fears of conflict with China? Yeah, fear, xenophobia, the fear of the enemy at the gate, right? There's always some group that society fears, right? And the 1950s, it was homosexuals, it was communists. In the 1960s, it was the hippies, right? Um, in the early 2000s, it was Muslims. There's always some nefarious figure out there to fear. And right now, it's the Chinese and the Russians. You know, you've had flying saucer waves in the past. Um, there have been balloon scares in the past and excitements where people claim to see balloons that couldn't have been there, and it was beyond the technology of the period. Um, and UFOs as well, and flying saucers like in 1947. You know, when things change, they also stay the same. I mean, um, it's been said that history repeats itself. That's not true. History never repeats itself, but it rhymes. And what we're seeing with the balloon scare here is the rhyming of history. That was Robert Bartholomew, medical sociologist, writer and journalist, and human rights advocate, and he's well known for his books on social panics. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.